Look up there in the sky. It's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One writer, one artist, one fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, home for news reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, much, much more. It's episode 253. Mm-hmm. It's our last episode of this decade. I guess it's true. Unless you want to be... Unless a, we get that time machine. Or you we, had an unless also. I was going to say, unless you want to be a pedant and say, oh, the the decade technically ends after next year. Yeah, I think that we've got to retroactively change that. The, the first decade, it was only nine years long. Oh, yeah. It's truly unfortunate for those people mm-hmm. back back then. Yeah. But I think it just makes more sense for it to go from 2010 to 2019. Yeah. We'll have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I think it's Fucking okay. Deal with it. I think it's okay. Uh, hi, Handsome Boys. Uh, we have our seventh annual Handsome Boys Comics Hour Handies Awards show later on. Eric's been polishing those awards all night. I have. Been getting them ready. Mm-hmm. They're big hands. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've ever actually described what the awards look like, but they are huge hands. Yeah. They're grasped. They're modeled after my own uh, yowie hands. <laughs> They're brass. They're brass hands. I mean, one of them is made of gold. That's for but which one? Yeah, it's a surprise. You have to get like you have to bite into like, it. Chemical tests to. <laughs> this is some classic handsome boys comic sour bullshitting. Yeah, we've done <laughs> we worse. Don't usually start our show with quite this much. Well, we got that to talk about later on. We're going to reward the best of the years. Uh, what we think we like, what we what we hate, and all the things in between. Uh, before that, though, we have comic books that came out the past couple weeks to talk about. It is time for our first segment. It's time for Floppies Fortnightly. Floppies Fortnightly is where Eric and I will review a selection of this past couple weeks' books. Tell you to buy or do not buy them. It goes, uh, there's a mush meter. It goes from one to five. If you're feeling mushy about our decision, our first book of the week is Incoming, number one, written by a million people, drawn by a million people. Um... You would think that many people would make it good. It does not. No, it made it... I would call this bad. It It is incomprehensible. It is stupid. It should not have been made this way. <laughs> I am very disappointed that this many people that I like made this this pile of hog slop. This is, this is me- a mess. This is a fucking dog's breakfast. Dog's breakfast. I, I I don't like it. I don't like it either. I I it, this is supposedly this is like hey this is a big introduction into what we're going to be expecting for the next year in Marvel. You know, here's a mm-hmm. end cap for the end for 2019, 2020. We're going to get you know this stuff and this stuff and this stuff and this stuff. Here's like here's like all these different creative teams, what their books are like, and and here's a big. Uh, theoretically a plot that is going to connect all the dots and make this really compelling and make me excited about Marvel Comics in the year 2020. 
Nope. Yep. <laughs> nope. Nope this... is correct. <laughs> this thing makes me go, ugh. I guess I won't be reading most of Marvel's comics in the year 2020 because this is a terrible mess. Uh, I don't, I don't know whose idea this was. Uh, I don't know why this was, why this is. It it was. I thought that this is me just uh, me being a big dum dum. I guess I thought this was gonna be like, eh, you know, it's a murder mystery, and we're gonna that that's gonna be driving everything forward. And like I joked with you when this the solicit came out for this, I'm like, I can't wait for footprints on the brain in the Marvel universe <laughs> because of uh of identity crisis famously i but the murder what the murder mystery doesn't matter in this nothing matters like there's just no like they start with that murder mystery about a dude i don't know who he is and i don't care like i have to care about it's, the person who died first it's it's dante from uh clark's oh no he wasn't supposed to come in today he wasn't that is by the way the original ending of clerks and yes he does die. he dies which is terrible yeah it's uh, terrible it's terrible it's I now mean, he's dead for real goodbye yeah. dante i'm <laughs> sorry he was also an alien apparently yeah <laughs> he was an alien he was a scroll he was uh, no no uh he was the other Cree? guy was a scroll Cree? he was a Cree. yeah he was a Cree. okay I remember uh, I don't. There's there's Kree Skrull stuff going on in here, and there's murder mysteries, and like infighting between superheroes, and they're also the mixed. The like the there's a, a event coming up where teenage superheroes are getting outlawed. So that's we that's a, that occupies a part of this, and then there's other stuff happening with a lot of other characters. Wait, superheroes being outlawed? That is yeah, a really unique idea. I know for it's never been done before. Story. Uh yeah, when I first thought about that, I'm like, oh, that makes me ant- actively uninterested uh, in all the <laughs> <laughs> like. It makes me it like pushes boredom into my brain. Um, and Eric, cap for all this. This is uh, not a good comic book. It costs ten dollars. Wow, wow, that is why. There's a lot of it. To be fair, There's this like, should have been fucking free. It's eighty plus pages. I don't care. It doesn't. It's barely a comic book this is a fucking advertisement <laughs> it is uh this yes is not this is this is oh my god <laughs> marvel selling you advertisement is basically what this is don't buy it if you haven't already uh it's not worth reading it's act it like there's maybe like two of them i like two of the mini vignettes i actually enjoyed there's they did they did a terrible job of sort of putting themselves over in this i will say that the characters that are in this i like them with the art teams sort of (laughs) in general like there's a lot of there's there's some of these things that look pretty nice but no and i this makes me not want to read marvel go at all go say take your ten dollars i would say put it in your pocket and whenever these books come out throughout the next year Go towards the books that look good and spend those ten dollars on those. Mm-hmm. Not the thing that you already do. Not thing you already do. Yeah, this is uh, we took this bullet for you, the listener. Don't read this. Don't buy it. Don't spend your money. D- Double do not buy. Incoming number one. Our next book is Doctor Strange, Surgeon Supreme, number one. Uh, storytellers: Mark Wade and Kev Walker. Writer and artist: Colors: uh, Java Tartaglia. Letters: Corey Pettit. I was um, not excited about 
do I do I do we really need to reboot Doctor Strange again and again and again and again and again? Mm-hmm. But I think I think Wade did a good job with this. No, I like it. I was also yeah. like kind of tepid on it, like. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, and that's a larger criticism of just Marvel's strategy of like constantly pumping out like, oh, it's mm-hmm. been 14 issues. So let's go to a new Doctor Strange. Um, that's, I think, a different argument. Um, I think this is good. I like it. I think it's very good as it turns as it turns out, Mark Way does know comics pretty well. Um, and I, I, this, this villain that shows up in the end, I like how he's so juxtaposed with like this, this, this Doctor Strange definitely in 2019 speaks with a transatlantic accent, (coughs) you know? Yes, he is. He talks, he talks like movies from the (laughs) forties and, and this Whoever this guy is with the that has a magic crowbar, I don't know. He talks like Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's it's, like it's the wrecker. Come yeah. on, Eric. You don't know the wrecking crew, all four of them. I don't know and I don't care, but like <laughs> I love that he just comes in and beats the crap out of him after this whole book, like really really building him up to being so amazing mm-hmm. and he's like oh it, it, it's very effective everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face yep it and- was pretty awesome this book looks really fucking good the color is tremendous the i really like the stylization of the characters it's a really i there's a lot of good to be said about this yeah it's i was the fact that I was tepid coming in and it warmed me up and got me yeah. like excited about it, so I think speaks to its quality. And yeah, Mark Wade is when he's not trying to write, uh, you know, racist Superman comics set in I, the slavery. I, 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 I mean, it, it's bad. It needed to be stopped, but sometimes you need to. He learned that the hard way. I think. I, I fair enough. Uh, I'm a buy straight up. Buy it. Yeah, absolutely. Double buy, Doctor Strange number one. Next up. It's Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, number one, written and drawn by Daniel Warren Johnson, with colors by Mike Spicer and letters for Russ Wooten. This book is fucking amazing. I I mean, yeah. I mean, that's it's already my favorite Wonder Woman comic ever. Yes. Yes, it is. It's fucking okay. Daniel Warren Johnson is officially like if if he's not my favorite current comic book creator no one is this is outstanding like i got emotional reading it you know this is as good as as mainstream comic books can fucking get this is incredible yeah he he is my favorite. I said Extremity is my favorite book of all time. I'm pretty sure mm. I've fallen into that. I need to read it again. But he he's it's re- out of print. You can't even buy the trades. What? Really? Uh, well, I was I was at a comic book store that should have had it. And they said that they could not get a hold of it. So either they were wrong or I misunderstood them or I'm just a ding dong. Who knows? It could be all of those things. They have them. They have them in the uh, in at Amazon.com. They have everything. They'll they'll start selling children's organs. 
on Amazon.com. Oh, I mean, I need the, too long. I need children's livers. Obviously, adult livers just don't do it anymore. Well, uh, they don't. They don't taste right. They you just know? don't. Yeah. Uh, you get no. older, people start <laughs> drinking. Cirrhosis tastes disgusting. It's gross. Daniel Warren Johnson is incredible. Uh, you said it makes like it makes you emotional because he's just. I can't think of anyone who imbues his the art with such emotion with such power with his facial expressions are incredible and they have been for a while now and it's and this book like he just takes on these he's like well yeah i i did murder falcon which is he i read an interview and he said oh yeah murder falcon was the thing i wanted to do for a long time so i did that and in this came then dc came to him you want to do this or this and he's like well like and he pitched stuff back at them and he's like and they're like well we have a wonder woman like we want to do some with Wonder Woman. He's like, I, it's, it's like I don't have anything against Wonder Woman. It's just like nothing. I've never read any stories that really excited me. And then he's like, so his thought was, well, I'll just make one that excites me. Yeah, yeah, and that's what this does. It's awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, one of the things that I think is the the most interesting decision about this, like I think his thing is not necessarily drawing beautiful women, but I feel like he could, if he really wanted to, this is a, a kind of grubby and mousy version of wonder woman. Someone who is typically presented to us as like a, a supermodel goddess. And she's got these weird stringy arms and these big ham hands like out of a Capcom game and this this round nose and these weird thick lips that are nothing like any version of the character we've ever seen. Her hair is all tangly and she looks like a cave person and like it injects like a really interesting vulnerability into the character that we're not used to. She's always been this completely unapproachable invincible goddess and she's weaker than she's been before she's more vulnerable she's not the strongest person in the room and the choice to kind of visually change her that way is very interesting it might have it might have not he might have put no thought into that but it feels very intentional to me it's humanizing and interesting, and it, I, I love it for that. I mean, there's just so many smart choices about how the mm -hmm. story is presented, starting with design and about the the process of like of making a post-apocalyptic Wonder Woman story and having her less powerful. And I, if all of this is just him going like, yeah, I'll just free, just whatever, whatever comes to mind, I'll just do it. Uh, that makes that somehow like seems more impressive to me because I don't know how you just have like a series of incredible coincidences that combine to tell this incredible story. Uh, layouts, art, everything—it's spectacular. I don't mm -hmm. know how else to say it. Uh, I am so excited to read all of this. Yeah, it's like this is, I I was very lukewarm. You sent me that podcast where he interviewed and talked about this. Mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't exactly excited about it from his pitch, but after reading this, like, I'm hyped for it. Like, I don't know why I w 
I don't know. Need to need to beat down a path to the comic book store to buy every single book that Daniel Warren Johnson ever does from here until the day that I die. Uh, because the, the dude's damned three for three on these these projects and i just want him to do more because it's all amazing beautiful art yeah it's incredible um buy go buy this <laughs> i can't this is this is immediately like well maybe should this should be the best single issue of the year because yeah, it, 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 it probably well is but i don't uh-huh. know it's i mean i have already i only have really one other contender so it would, yeah it it's pretty dang close uh, Double by Water Woman Dead Earth number one. Next up is The Low Low Woods number one, written by Carmen Maria Machado, pencils and inks by Danny, colors Tamara Bonvillain, letters Steve Wands. Uh, this is another one of the uh, Joe Hill curated DC black label Hill House comics. That's the only re- that's why we're reading it. I had no idea about anyone involved. I, I, I really like it. I really like this comic. It's strange and mysterious. I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, it's weird as fuck. I like it too. Um, I'm not. I don't know. Like something about it doesn't sit right with me, and I feel like maybe some parts of it could have been done a little bit better. But like the general thrust of it, it's doing way, way, way more right than it's doing wrong. I, I mean, I, I I like how it looks. I think the art is yeah, really good. Yeah, it does look really nice. Um, I, it reminds me of Paper Girls in in some ways. Mm-hmm. A small town mystery, spookiness going on. Obviously, the riding a bicycle for a lot of the the book, but that's it's more just the general feel, the tone. Um, I, I really like the un the unsaid nature of what of this town they live in and how there's weird stuff that go on that goes on and they just accept it and keep living in this dying town. I'm a sucker for people living in. It's a story set in like dying places. That's that's re- always neat to me. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's I think the the voice is I think captures the feeling of a young person trapped in a place like this. Um, it's I think maybe my only criticism would be maybe it's a little wordy from time to time. You know, maybe let a little cut back a little bit of it at parts, but it's really nitpicky. Frankly, I really like this. I like this more than Basketful of Heads. Uh and the I think there was one other one read. I don't remember. I like I like this more than any of those. Uh I'm a buy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um double buy. That's Lolo Woods number one. Eric, what was you gonna say? I was gonna say it's got weird, creepy deer centaur people. It does. Gotta have that. Mm-hmm. Our final book of the week is The Kill Lock, number one, story and art by Liv- Livio Ramadelli, letters by Tom B. Long, uh, who, I guess, uh, Ramadelli has done a lot of Transformers yeah. books. That really comes through in this, and not just because it's, it's fucking robots. Mm-hmm. Um, like this book. Like, I, I want to like it and dislike it at the same time. And I think that's exactly how I felt reading Transformers. Mm-hmm. It, 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 like, parts of it just don't sit with me and feel really gauche and obvious. Uh, and, you know, it, it, um, 
I don't know why, but I, I, I come away, I have those feelings, but I come away thinking, well, huh, that actually wasn't that bad. Even though everything still feels like that, like the, the one asshole robot that goes around murdering people and like everything. And, and like the, the one character who's so innocent, it, it's so corny. There's a lot of corn in this, but it does. It's not. I don't know. What do you think of it? I like it. I was. Yeah, I. I, I kind of do. I like it. I don't. You know. I don't love it. Uh. But I like it. I would read the rest of this. I. Yeah. I think that you're. I mean, but it's 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 the kind of thing that like I do enjoy reading it, but it's stupid as fuck in the same way that those Transformers comics were just stupid. Yes, I, I think... But, like, still enjoyable. I think there's an earnestness to this. Yeah. That carries me through, Frank. Uh, yeah. l- like, I like, you know, I, I'm like you. Give me some talking robot stories, sure. Yeah. I- I'm on board. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, you have these four characters that are kind of stuck together in this journey, and they all fulfill very familiar archetypes. You know, you have the repentant killer you have this you know the sociopath you have like the blue collar or blue collar guy who made a mistake and you have the innocent uh and you know they're just trying to get out who knows whether you know if there's a way out of this situation they're tr- probably looking for it um we're following them on that journey i i think it doesn't because it's not winking at the camera the entire time it's doing all these things it's just going after this stuff very earnestly and I think it does manage to imbue these these uh you know the the robots with character and emotion. You know, I despite myself, I still felt stuff for the the these these guys. Um, I think it makes smart decisions about the, all these robots' design. Uh, the Wraith robot is has having his own typeface is fun and clever. Um. I don't know. I I think it's it's a very good type of the one of those stories. Like if you like Transformers, I'd recommend this to you as well. Uh, I I'm I'm a I'm a buy. Like I don't. It doesn't. It's not complicated. Like you know, I'm not gonna sp- like wax eloquently like Wonder Woman. We did mm-hmm. like oh look how amazing all of this is. But it does what it, it. It's pretty simple and it does what it needs to do. Yeah, it's not a complex thing, but it's good. Yeah. So, double Y, the kill lock number one. That's it for our books this week. We can move on and uh, move to our next segment. It's time for checking in. Checking in is a part show where Eric and I talk about what we've been up to for the past couple weeks. Um, anything we want to talk about, really? Video games or music or movies or wrestling, perhaps? <coughs> I've been traveling, and you have been traveling. Mm-hmm. It's the holidays. It's what you do. I can't believe you came all the way here twice this year. Do you? Do you, have you guys traveled twice? We every uh, every other year. Uh, yes. So, I mean, okay. so far. I mean, we. I think we skipped one Thanksgiving while we were in Canada. But we've we flew for Thanksgiving and then we drove over this year. I mean, for this, I know for, for a fact holidays. you had one Thanksgiving in South Florida because I was there. Yes, we we also skipped one of those in South Florida. Or we doubled it up. I forget what we did. That was a long time ago at this point. Um, What do you want to talk about, Eric? I don't know, man. I haven't been able to do a whole lot. Still playing Pokemon. 
you know, mm-hmm. Christmas was, I don't know. I, I, I take, uh, time off at Christmas, I think more to reflect and see family. It's philosophical. And, you know, I, I think I had mentioned it to you that I had a huge fight with my dad over the summer and we haven't spoken for half this year. Um, and I don't know, I get there and he just, after a while, just pretended it never happened. Sounds like a dad. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> People are weird and exhausting and that's just fine. I guess it's, um, uh, it's a whole thing. How about, um, how about, how about terrible commercials that you'd, get to watch because of television yeah well i mean we we get a little bit of that now as we're oh that's true we, TNT. we have we have yeah get a little bit of that but it is there is definitely more because god knows oh my god my you know and I, I i don't know it i it's putting my um my evolving sense of taste you know and being non-judgmental over the bad art that other people like to enjoy because my mother was basically watching all during all her waking hours. She would just keep a Hallmark movie on. Um, and I watched some of these things with her just because I, in order to spend time with people, you have to watch television, apparently. Yeah, you are correct. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's just what they want to do. Like, mm-hmm. let's, let's just watch TV. But I, I don't know. My, they 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 keep getting stranger. I I do have a lot of things I think to 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 look forward to. I'm encouraged. Um, I took time uh, and wrote a show proposal, a very ambitious one um, that will hopefully go down WrestleMania weekend. And if it doesn't go down with the people that I want to, I'm gonna shop around for other people but um i have a wrestling art themed show that i've you know pitched hopefully will land i have also got invited to be a guest at a small con here which is pretty neat and they also asked me to um pitch some panels i pitched two uh we'll see how that goes um also another thing that i'm very excited about a friend of mine who is a uh a developer he's developed a bunch of uh games just sort of on his own time and working with other people he said he was interested in doing a game with me uh we've been friends since college um and i wrote him a pitch and he seems pretty on board with it so i don't know i'm i'm very interested in doing my own stuff and doing my own projects and hopefully you know like 2019 i was very much taking a lot of time to get better and be less depressed and dealing with a lot of heavy emotional stuff and hopefully i can have more focus and do more of my own work we have our we have our own comic collaboration that i want to return to and finish this year as well so i don't know more than anything i want to make my own art make these things mm-hmm. i feel a lot better about being poised to do that 
I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot else to talk about. Pokemon's still fun. <laughs> you make doing town of pride, child. I I will. I will. Okay. I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be the ace. I'm gonna be the new ace. <laughs> the new ace of Pokemon. Basically, yeah. I mean that is the storyline. It does not. It's not actually any more complicated than that. No, of course it is. Um, yeah, I have all that same stuff. I traveled. We saw a lot of people. It was fun. Slept terribly for. 10 days but now we have our own bed back which is very nice uh ate way too much food god yes drank too much yeah that too um i have some board games i can i can talk about that does sound like a, a thing that you would do because i didn't we didn't i didn't i i i we i got the die hard board game oh god I don't think a more you thing, a more Robert Dorman thing has ever existed. Um, Maybe the thing video or board game that I bought you, that's slightly more you, but. Uh, the Die Hard board game is okay. I <laughs> I think it goes a little too hard on trying to replicate the film instead of just kind of matching the general thrust of what the film gives you. Was the thing board game better? Yes, the thing board game is better, even though it's more easily you can you can break. You can kind of cheat the thing board game and always win. If you're the alien, you could basically just never lose if you play a very specific way. But I don't care. Uh, I think it's a better game overall. It's not a bad game, the diehard game. It's just very, very it's a three act structure kind of it's set up where you get you. It's every, one side plays all the terrorists. And then the other side plays John McClane. One, or one person plays John McClane, I guess. I played John McClane the one time I played. I lost. It seems to be very hard to win as John McClane. It seems like if the people who are playing the terrorists know what they're doing, which I was playing Matt Ham and my wife Kim, and they are efficiency monsters, they, they could crack. They're like, what's the most concise way? And they just like, broke me it's one if you have those people you're facing i don't think john mcclain can win actually uh, unless you get lucky maybe maybe but it instead of like you going like okay you're john mcclain in a tower you have to get to hans gruber instead of that you are like the first mission you have to uh you know get get a, th a detonator and throw it down an elevator and then another one you have to alert uh the the policeman about that there's there's bad guys in here and like there's all these little steps all along the way and it, they you have to do them before you can move on to the next level and they were kind of like tactical grid kind of situation where and it's very fiddly there's lots of little rules it's a type of game you would absolutely hate eric um <laughs> it's a board game well so. i mean there's some games i think you're more palatable to ones that are less fiddly and are easier to just say hey, like you do these five things and that's the game this game has a lot of different things going on and it took me a while to even get my whole head around it but i think if it was a little bit simpler i think it's okay i think if you are looking to let recreate the movie specifically like moments of the movie it does that but I think it would be better you, you served. Know what, you know what recreates moments of the movie? Watching the movie. Yeah, fucking DVD. So I think you could just make a better game if you just had a, a larger thrust of like, hey, get to Gruber, and you can maybe have optional objectives along the way that make it easier to do that in the end. I don't know. 
Uh, I also played a game called Paperback, which is an older game. Die Hard came out recently. I think it came out this year. Paperback is an older game. It's been around for a few years. Um, it's a deck builder that you are building a deck of letters. And you use these letters to make words. And as you make longer and longer words, you get more points. You get more letters. You get more points, et cetera, et cetera, until the game ends. Whoever has the most points wins. It's a very simple deck builder. But it works really well, and it's actually one of the few deck builders that I enjoy anymore. I'm kind of there's there was there's a point in time when every board game was a deck builder, it seems, and I hated most of them at the end of the day. Uh, this is a, this is one of, this is a winner. I'm glad I have it. Um, I guess I also received. I can talk about this. This is a nerdy thing. I got the SNES Omnibus Volumes One and Two. I did see you did text me that and. It's. I would have never thought to get that for you. I don't know. We never have. We've never really talked much about about those era of games. Did you say NES or SNES? SNES. This is super. Yeah, that's super. what I thought. We never. It's not really and like I don't know. It's the best console ever. I think. I mean, I agree with you. But um, it, but it basically is just it volumes one and two split in it's, the alphabet. So it's like A it through is L and only marginally better. When you put Super Super Nintendo Chalmers on it, that's true. Um, but it just has every game in like it's like an encyclopedia, and it has like you know it has every game literally. It doesn't like try and skip some of the sports games. It has like hey, one uh, Shannon Sharp football from nineteen ninety five. It has that, and it has it talks about what the game is. It has a review of the game from some. Or, or snippets of reviews from different uh, different places. It talks about uh, like the critical critical thought on the game, if there is any. You know, the little tiny games that no one cares about didn't really have any of that. But games yeah, it like, sounds like a very difficult thing to to create based on you know that. Yeah, I I mean, like obviously most people are in it to like I I want to see I want to read and it has art from the promotional materials from the game itself from instruction booklets from the game you know the the cover of the game box and and then like for the big titles titles like final fantasies and the earthbounds they have big chunks of game writers write about what those games mean what they meant to future generations how they influence games they're big thick books they're really cool. I'm going to dig th- dig through them over th- over time and just look, th- and, you know, whenever I have a spare time and sit down and read it a little bit. Uh, coffee table book, you know. Mm. I like myself some big old thick coffee table books. Yeah, me too. I also got a joy of a book, a, a, co- a cooking book, but I have not. It's also thick. It's about the science of cooking. Um, I need to. Who's it by? Mm-mm. Food Lab by uh, K-, K J Kenji Lopez Alt. I want to get the uh, the Mark Bittman cooking books. I don't know if I'm familiar with those. It was, um, I mean, his books are very important and influential and famous, and but he was um, part of Ugly Delicious. They just seemed like a really neat person, and I just liked the philosophy and the things that he talked about yeah this is the food lab it's called it's better home cooking through science this is i mm-hmm. i got it i found out about it from alton brown who said i was gonna like, say it's basically the alton the same idea that alton brown had he says well i mean he said literally it's his favorite book now 
Yeah. He after it came out, he's like, "This is the this is my favorite cookbook." Um, but I'm gonna read that eventually. Cool. All right, you ready, Eric? Um, sure. Are you ready to hand out awards? I mean, I I'm not getting out of my chair. Okay, fair enough. They can come to us. Just for you, Robbie, the seventh annual Handsome Boys Comics Hour Handies Awards. That's the crowd. Sounds, sounds perfect. Yes. Uh, this is uh, it's a, uh, a tradition now. We've done it seven goddamn times, so it, it, I think that's a tradition. Where at the mm. end of the year, we reward what we think are the best in comics, the weirdest in comics, the wise uh, of comics and all that stuff. We talk about what we've read. And as much as it is to talk about the best stuff, but it's also a chance for us to kind of reflect on the entire year uh, of what we've read what the year meant to us, what we're looking forward to next year, maybe even. Um, yeah, you know, a handful of categories. We're starting off with biggest surprise. Uh, nominees, Female Furies, End of the Walking Dead, uh, Delver by C. Spike Trotman, The X-Men Relaunch, The Return of Kelly Sue DeConnick with Aquaman and Pretty Deadly, and The Return of Matt Fraction with Jimmy Olsen. A lot of every year surprises mm-hmm. good and bad yeah i feel like most of these um, are good most of these are good surprises yeah, at, yeah as in this list i don't really see anything that made me want to drive off a cliff no um i think the the the, the obvious the obvious one and two on this list are the end of the walking dead and the glut of amazing new X-Men books after years of terrible X-Men comics. Yeah, I think I agree with you largely. I think the my only caveat, I mean, it's also the, it gets down to the point you're like, well, what does surprise mean? And like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I was... We're ex- not, yeah, we're, we're, we're this, we define it however the fuck we want. Exactly. But I mean, I was... I <laughs> we think, don't need to play semantics. No, no, no. I mean, it's more like, <laughs> I was kind of expecting X-Men stuff. You know, I yeah. saw that on the rise and I'm like, I'm excited about it. Yes. I don't know if I was... I was still surprised because I did not expect it to change everything the way it did. Mm-hmm. I should have mm-hmm. probably after I saw after Hickman what he did with Fantastic Four and Avengers. Um, but I still think I think Walking Dead is number one. Uh, I I think back what to what you said, Eric, when we talked about mm-hmm. The Walking Dead, and you said it's the thing that I mention all the time when people talk about not just The Walking Dead but about long running series. It's like if you've built a money machine. Why would you turn it off? Yes. And he turned it off. <laughs> yeah. Robert Kirkman, I'll respect him for that. He turned off the yeah. money machine. Yeah. Out of the blue, too. Yeah. And it just like, right, like there are solicitations for the next couple issues. And he was like, oh, no, this is it. See ya. Yeah. Rap- he was straight trolling. And. I will give him respect for that for wrapping. I think it sh- we both argue that it should have happened much sooner, but mm-hmm. it's still very surprising when it's the largest indie property comic books, largest one of the largest properties of anything on earth that's out of the mainstream superhero stuff in comics. And he's just like, "No, I'm done with it. I'll go do other stuff. I make plenty of. I I I think I've I'm done with it. I think I've reached the end." Yeah, first person that has ever lived 
that said, I'm rich enough. <laughs> I mean, maybe he wants to fight another Walking Dead. Yeah, you know, needs, I, I guess that's the case. He climbed Everest, it now is, he's going to Hilimanjaro. I guess that's true. The smart thing to do would have been to, uh, well, not smart, because it is smart to end it, and, uh, you know, God bless him. But I think <laughs> the, the done thing, start farming it out, find someone else to write it, and then make something else. Yeah. But I, I respect his artistic decision to end. I mean, right. I, you know, I was actually going to go the other way. Really? And and say X-Men, but you're right. It is, at least in terms of being surprising, actually ending, it's a big deal. And it is it is a not done thing. I, I, I mean, it's in the same year that we got Spawn number 300. Exactly. And Savage, exactly. Savage Dragon still happens. And you're like, well, why? What like yeah. just you could stop it like are you there's there more savage dragon stories to tell i think that savage dragon is just eric larson fucking around and doing whatever he wants <laughs> he's just bored it, it, like... if i'm if i'm gonna if i'm gonna throw a a, a contrary quote to my money machine quote mm -hmm. it's like it's willie nelson people asking him uh like if he's ever gonna retire he's like all i do is play golf and play music which one do you want me to give up i think that's kind of what eric larson does right um i think about like yeah i i think having kelly sue back having fraction back or i i want them writing comic books mm -hmm. i i i like i like even if i don't like everything they write necessarily right. i want them both writing comic books because they both are positive influences on the culture and they, more times than not, write good comics that I want to read. Yeah. And they have sway, and they can make the big companies do the right thing. Yes. Which is important. As, seemingly as important as having the talent to write a good comic book. It is also having the power to say, like Hickman. Hickman the X-Men launch is the same thing, where like, there might have been other writers who could have done what Hickman's doing with X-Men, but they didn't have the power he has with the sway where he's done this with other properties where he's like, no, give me the keys. I will do it if you give me the keys. I need to be able to do anything I want. Um, I think Female Furies was surprising because no one, neither of us expected like a weird Me Too book set in the fourth world. Mm -hmm. Um. Even though we've, I think we went through different reactions about how much we liked it or not, but it this very bold thing for DC to put out, so I applaud them for that. Uh, Delver, among like, there's a lot of is Delver's a comicsology original, which we haven't read a lot of them because I think we of the few we read, we only liked Delver. Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of why it's on this list. Yes, it, I mean, I'm glad comicsology originally exists because it's giving people work. And, you know, some of them are, you know, I, with any comic, I think it's, you know, some are going to be good, some are not. And that's okay. You have to make stuff, you know, for it that for for to get past, to, oh, is it good or is it not good? Um, I'm glad, you know, people get angry about Netflix because they're destroying cinema. And Comicsology Originals is a similar thing where it's, you know, it's all digital comics, but it's giving writers and artists chances to make stuff. Mm. Um. I'd be people get mad because time passes <laughs> it's ah i mean to be fair it kind of does suck it does time is 
makes fools of us all. It's true. Shit, straight clowning. Uh, so are you are you are you agreeing with me on this one, The Walking Dead, Eric? Are you? Yeah, okay. you've you've absolutely you've absolutely swayed me back. Okay. Well, that's one giant handy for Robert Kirkman. They just they, they do they they merge together. It's like it's like little beads of mercury. End of effort. Ending The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Our next category. The Y Award, which is one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite uh, categories you just, you, every dude, year. It is a thing. That's that's a that's a that's a quote. That'll be your epitaph. Just Y in all capital letters. Why? Um, Why? Our, our our nominees this year are Spider Man Life Story, uh, The Young Gun Sketchbook, Conan the Barbarian Moving into the Marvel Universe. I'm just laughing thinking about it. And it's, finally three harley slash joker books at once and not i think even further delineation three harley mature marketed towards mm-hmm. adults harley joker books at once in subsequent weeks mm-hmm. boom 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 um all mysteriously in magazine format yeah what well, it's just a <laughs> lot of very strange decisions it's just like whatever who fucking cares and I think it's e- very interesting that three of these four things seemingly have been commercially successful and we're still going like, but why? And I think mm-hmm. that's even makes it more perplexing because Life Story, I believe, has gone to like 50 billion printings. God. Like, everyone seems to love it. I was looking at Reddit at the comics, our comic books, and people were like, oh, I love this part and that part. It's like, uh, like, why? I think it what? just, it, it, it. <laughs> I mean, it certainly answers the why question. <laughs> because people, yes, I know, but I'm more like, but why are we like this? Why do, yeah. why are yeah. we, why are comic book buyers buying Harleen and whatever the hell the other Joker Harley books are? The, like, I, we read them all and it just was baffling. I, I, the Young Gun sketchbook is mostly mostly just like the, no, those guys are young. They're all very established. They're not. It's not like this is not Jim Lee. It's a, it's, it's a fucking it's a fucking book of forty year old dudes, all dudes, all, all, all dudes, all white, all forty year old white dudes talking about how they love DJ Coolheart. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel's like, look at these young, young artists, young guns, all men. I, I God, all oh, fucking mighty guys. Like I, like it, it, if they didn't, if they didn't fuck up, they certainly fell on their. I, it's it's ridiculous. I, it just makes me so goddamn mad. Uh, I am still every day on Twitter. I see soliciting information for new Conan books in Marvel mm-hmm. in the Marvel universe. And I don't. I, maybe Jim Zub's the only guy that's actually excited about this because I, I see him every day. He's like, "Oh, great, Conan." I'm like, Conan's not. He's not that interesting a character to me in the first place. Like he's interesting when you for a single story of like uh, he needs to get to a place and he's a man of will and is willing to do whatever it takes to get there. Okay, why is he in the Avengers? <laughs> Why? I, I, <laughs> why is he talking to Blade? Why is I, why is Conan talking to Blade? Oh God, Eric. God, why is Conan and Wolverine like 
like shrugging his shoulders at each other. This this all we should have really nipped it in the bud when they put Angela in the Marvel universe. They they convinced me with that. This is a bridge too far. Yeah, I I, I don't. What are you, what are you leaning towards? I'm having oh, trouble. God, I know this is this is like this is a four way tie between four dumpster fires. It's like which one is the flamiest and smelliest? I, I, All of them, really. Yeah, I'm a, I, I I guess the one that riles me up the most is Conan the Barbarian. I was gonna say that's also the one that's gonna be lasting the longest. Yeah, like all these other books are for like this Young Gun sketchbook is forgotten by most people already. The life story's over. They'll collect it, probably sell it mm-hmm. every year in a bookstore. Uh, the Harley books and Joker books, we're gonna get Harley Joker books for forever. I think I don't mm-hmm. think that's ever gonna. It'll end. never stop. But they're gonna be new Harley Joker books. Conan before this but, was but, will, but how fucky will the Joker be? That's the question I want to know. I mean, I think it has to increase every time. Mm-hmm. I think you can't go back. So after after Sep John Siddick or whatever his name is mm-hmm. is done, they need to they need to find Yowie Hands McGee to draw the next I, I, book. I guess so. I'm going to go with Conan myself, because I can't. Yeah. Every time I see that he's still around in the Marvel Universe, I'm like... <laughs> it's the most enraging, I think. Why? Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you want to make Conan comics, go for it. Why <laughs> is he talking to Mr. Fantastic? <laughs> Oh, God. What has Reed Richards got to say to Conan? Okay, so the Y award, we get uh, the Y, a very confused handy to Conan the Barbarian in the Marvel Universe and all responsible. Our next category is Best New Series. Uh, and I, I should, I should, we should, I didn't mention this caveat at the very top of the show, but it's mostly this is stuff we've read on the podcast guys so mm-hmm. we're there's there's many comic books we don't read because there are many many comic books that come out all the time uh, and they certainly probably i know there are good ones out there and even great ones out there that we haven't read yet so we're not covering those obviously um <laughs> we don't we don't know about the things we don't know about. exactly it's unknown unknown we don't we Unlike many people, we don't pretend to be experts no. in shit we have no idea. So about. this is stuff of the stuff we've read on the podcast, clearly, and not and it's not necessarily casting shade, throwing shade on anything that is also great that we haven't read yet. The nominees: X Force, Doctor Doom, X Men, Marauders, and Safe Sex, SFXX. I think it is very telling about what we've been excited about this year that three of them are the the x-men books yes uh uh, yeah like i it's x-men to me like i don't like Mm x-force is also great and it might i think i don't know maybe it is x-force now i'm questioning i think i think i think honestly of those x-men books x-force is the standout to me i feel like i'm like when we when we read it last we're like oh yeah this is the one yeah that's 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 stuck with me there's no but there's no cyclops wolgan Jean Grey triads in X-Force, Eric. You know, I, I'll tell you what, bud. You can still read those. Oh, you that's don't, true. This is, not, this is not picking a Desert Island book. <laughs> that's very true. I, yeah. <laughs> X-Force is really, really good. Uh, it ha- Joshua Cassart's art is really, really good. God, it's so nice. 
the the he's like I I I spent some time looking him up. He's relatively unknown. A thousand followers or something on Twitter. Not not anywhere near as popular as he should be based on his tremendous talent and the colorist really makes that book sing. It's gorgeous. I mean, Doctor Doom is really fun. Um, it's it, it. I think it gets Doctor Doom really well. Mm. Uh, the Marauders is also not written by a Nazi. No, that's, that's very true. Not written by a Nazi. Different. Eric has, I think that should be like our best in meme that we've created, <laughs> and that one is poor Christopher Cantwell's unfortunate partners of his name. Uh, which we beat into the ground. I think every time we read one of his comic books, we have to explicitly describe. I, I have people need to know he's not a Nazi. He's yeah, just I, he's a screenwriter and comic book writer. Um, yeah. Marauders is fun. Um, SFSX is weird. Yes, but I think good it's weird. it's the good weird. Yeah, it's the good type of weird. I but I it's hard for me to choose all, like almost all these things. I'm like X but X Men. I'm I'm happy. I like X Men now. Why can't we mm-hmm. let's just talk about X Men? I just want to talk about mm-hmm. X Men all the time. I I think yeah. I think your X Force is right. I think X Force is yeah. The, is I don't know. It's I'm falling back into type where I just like the dark. You know the Wetworks X Men team because Uncanny X Force for a long time was my favorite, and this is the same. We're getting weird. Yeah. We get Quentin Choir with uh, psychic bazookas and mm-hmm. uh, poor Domino is losing half her skin. Then gets like plant matter put on there. Your girl will fix it. <coughs> so X Force for the win. Not very comp. That was not like X Force. We were like, yeah, X Force wins. So X Force gets a nice handy for us. The whole the whole creative team. Ben Percy, uh, Josh Kassar, both great. Um, our next category. Not much competition in this category, even though we. I can all add it here. here no, watch, I think we do watch, need it. I think watch. we do need to add it. Under the right, it, right in under the the, the line. Yeah. Uh, best single issue we read on the podcast. I uh, up until today, literally, I just typed it in. Uh, it was only House of X number two, which is the Mara reveal. The that Mara McTaggart has been around for nine lifetimes, <laughs> <laughs> and she's a mutant, and all that stuff uh, was incredible to me. Um, but. We have a late contender for the throne, and that is Wonder Woman Dead Earth number one. Uh, it, I don't know if it's kind of cheating because it's a double-sized issue, magazine size, and it. I don't know. Um, I feel. I think I still lean towards House of X number two. We between can, the we two, we can be divided on this. That's oh, okay. Okay. I, I I I don't have a problem with that, honestly. But like I, I, th- this this Wonder Woman issue. I mean, I mean you're right. It's there's more in there, but I think even as much as everything that happened in the House of X, Powers of X, all that, like it all kind of, for me, leads together. It is tough to to pick out a single issue, even though, I mean, I, I, I agree. There, there were so many that were very good. The whole thrust of it, one of the most exciting things in comics in 2019 thank god it happened um but this wonder woman i i I don't think i'm gonna forget picking this up 
and being just blown away by it. It really created moments that are going <laughs> to stick with me. So for me, it's the dark horse contender Kemp comes in there the last moment. It, it's it, it's what does it for me. I, I think House of X number two. I I didn't know like off the top of my head. Oh, it was House of X number two, but I knew what issue I was thinking of. I knew it yeah. was the Mara issue because Hickman manages to do a retcon that I love. I generally hate retcons because mm-hmm. most of the time they're really clumsy. It's not necessarily I don't like retcons. I'm fine with retcons in general. You have to do as a them concept, when, maybe. Yes, in is a concept. You have to do them with you know when you're writing series properties that last for 70, 80 years. You can't make it all canon. It won't work. You have so many writers. But the way that he he it's it's clever and it's efficient and it's so expertly told. And that issue itself, I reread it. It's just it answers so many questions and also raises more mysteries. Some we still haven't got, you know, full answers to. And the fact all of this doesn't bother me. I am just so involved in both Mora's struggle in that issue and the fact of how cleverly and expertly Hickman ties in the overall themes of the X-Men into that issue into House and Powers of X as a whole, and into this ongoing first wave, and I assume second wave of X-Men books we're getting. Like, it, it starts and it starts on the micro scale in these single issues, and works its way outward. It is not like top down, oh, I read the whole thing and I get it. It's like, no, I get it from reading a single issue. I know exactly what this book's theme is, like an issue's theme is, not what a trade's theme is. Not what the House and Powers of X theme is. I can read House of X number two and extrapolate what this means for the larger world of the story for Mara as a character for everything. And I just remember I read I remember reading that comic and immediately rereading it. I don't do that often. That being said, Daniel Warren Johnson's amazing. He's my favorite. I love you, Darren. Daniel. He's my please notice me. I think we're, we're we're both of these nice, lovely issues get handies. That's the joy. That's the beauty of having two hosts. Mm-hmm. Double the handies. You were you were all against using this. You if, wanted to change. You, you you get so anxious. You want to change the name every year. In for a and penny. Now you're now you're now you're making double on Chandra with the best of them. In for a penny, in for a pound. There you go, bud. Uh, our next category. <laughs> This is a uh, this and this is hey, hey. directly stolen from Eric's uh, I, that, that that one episode basically where we we read <laughs> we read Raina Tugemeyer and then also reviewed a bunch of as Eric would call them fucky books. So yep. th- this is the fucky book of the year. This is not inclusive even because we haven't read Money Shot, which is also a apparently a very I fucky really book. I wanted to read Money Shot. Oh man, next year we'll, we'll have to read do it for we'll, a book club. Yeah, we can do book, Money Shot for a book club. Um, so our nominees for Fucky Book of the Year is Faithless, SFSX, and and Harleen, which is one of the aforementioned Joker Harley books all came out at the same time. This includes, that is, Harleen famously has Sexy Joker in it, as mm-hmm. Eric, <laughs> Eric was very, very, uh, I, we talked at length about why <laughs> does Joker like this in this book? <laughs> 
Why is he so? Why did they make the Joker so sexy? <laughs> Stupid, sexy Joker. <laughs> it's very on brand of you to turn it into a Simpsons reference. Nothing at all. Nothing yeah. at all. Um, I don't now, know how. Now, ima- now imagine it in Mark Hamill's voice. Oh God, uh, I can't. I'm not going to try. So It'll what? Just break your brain. It would. What is a, a how how are we defining fucky book of the year? Is this the best book of these three, or is just the one that is the most fucky? You know, for me, if I'm going to pick one, it's the one that I like the most. Okay. Um. Not maybe not the one that. <laughs> it doesn't matter, you know. I I the one that that I enjoy the most i even picked up the trade of it while i was at um uh heroes aren't hard to find comic book store in charlotte over when i'm visiting my parents i picked up faithless it's fucking bizarre really well drawn crazy psychotic insane book with lots of boning i don't know it's it's a win every direction i that's that's the standout for me, but honestly, Safe Sex gives it a run for its money. I think it's a fun book. I enjoy it, but Faithless, I, I think, is is better and also worse. It's, <laughs> also, it's I mean, I, I, Mr. Dorman did not enjoy uh, reading that book as much as I did. We famously disagreed on every issue we read, and he, he washed his hands of it. Um I like it even better in trade. It reads almost like a completely different book. Any problems that I had with it are completely melted away. You'll probably hate it even more in trade. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? It was it was uh, amazing. <coughs> I I don't I think I I like Safe Sex better, but I think yeah. Faithless is the fucky book of the year. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just fucky in like it's sexy. It's like fucky in that it like is like you feel like you're on a roller coaster. It's yeah. like fuck it fucks with your head. And yeah. I think I'm I'm going for full on let's make if it's the fucky book of the year, mm-hmm. let's do it. Yeah. Let's uh let's do Molly and screw. That's faithless. It feels yeah, exactly. That is that is what faithless is. So faithless gets a uh a, a fucky handy. That's how many entendres is that? I don't think it's any because it's pretty yeah. it's pretty Dividing by zero. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's just there. <laughs> it's just it's just sitting there. Uh, we're we're in the home stretch, folks. Our final three categories of the episode of the, of the year, and these are the these are the the creme de la creme, the cream of the crop. Oh yeah, the, it rises. There you go. Not that not that fucky book of the year. That's a that is still a prestigious. Yes, that's true. Uh, all, all our all our awards are prestigious. Don't get me wrong. It's just yeah. these are obviously we hold them on for last. You know, they mean something. Uh, our 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 next category the the, the Nerdboy Book Club Book of the Year. This is our the best book we read for Nerdboy Book Club, which includes new books and old books and everything in between. It, feels, it does feel weird giving it to an old book, but we've done it many times. Yes. Um. It's not, this is not a, this is not necessarily like, oh, this is the best book of 2019. It's the best, you know, what we think embodies the podcast, perhaps our own feelings about art, complicated feelings, perhaps even Mm. Uh, a lot of nominees because we read lots of good books. Um, 
some of these Maybe are I stop picking bad ones. Yeah, yeah I mean not entirely. Uh, <laughs> no mention of the boys and so far. Yeah, they're they're we 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 needed a we needed a a, a topic in there we can give one to the boys. Worst 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 book of the year <laughs> i just i just added a category you're, you're, Eric. you're the, the 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 topic is just never read the boys okay never so read the boys handy goes to the boys so our 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 nominees for book of the year are black hammer immortal hulk why art check please the comic book story of professional wrestling guts upgrade soul batman year one infidel and murder falcon where Eric and I both have thrown in a lot of these uh, mm-hmm. separate from each other. Just And some of these, I just wanted to just shout them out, you know? Like Infidel, yeah. I, I don't think Infidel is necessarily my, is not my book of the year, but Infidel did a lot of interesting things. Uh, 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 you know, I, I just wanted to have it mentioned. Say, hey, Infidel is neat. You should go read Infidel. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, it's a, it's a Upgrade Soul, another book that stuck with me. Through the year, as after we read it, I don't, I don't think it does everything right. It's not perfect in it by any means, but I thought about it a lot after we, f- we finished reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a that's a test of good fiction. It right. sticks with you. Are you leaning towards anything, Eric? This is tough because honestly, I I think that check please and for for, for various reasons, check please comic book story of professional wrestling immortal hulk black hammer i mean in year one as well <laughs> all of them absolutely incredible books for varying reasons i have a hard time picking any one of these it's really really challenging um they're all just such a they were all such a pleasure to read yeah Maybe the one I was the most blindsided by was Check, Please, because it was 100% off my radar. It was like discovering Raina Telgemeier for the first time again. It's something that is very popular and very, very good. And complete, like, I had no idea who this creator was. Yeah, I, and now I, I can remember that I can remember the name Gozi and Kazu. Yes, and I met her at. I fuck up. I fuck up non-American sounding names constantly, and I can remember Ngozi Okazu. I met her at the uh, con, you know, here in Austin. Uh, she was super nice. I can't remember if you've told me that or not. That's really neat. I met. She was. She was. She was nice. She was actually uh, tabling next to Mads Rupert. Well, there you go. They are. They are friends. I'd, I've only I only see Mad on uh, on uh, social media. I've never bumped into them again. Um, but a check, please. I think we. I mean, we talked about it when we recorded the episodes. Like I just randomly saw that in the Amazon bookstore. And yeah. So like that. Oh, hockey and like joyous, like joyous pie ma- baking, pa- joyous masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, all great things. I I don't. It's really hard because like a. At a certain point, it's very much like, well, why do we do this segment? Why do we have a book club? You know, it's a, a book. What is a book club? It's for us to read things together, talk about our experiences with them, to talk about art in general. 
and I think about like, well, it's to spread the the art, to spread this, the the word, to spread these stories, to try and tr- trumpet the the great ones, what these all are, you know, try and say, hey, you should read this, hey, you should read this, um, and I think like I, a lot of years we have a standout like this is incredible, go read it, mm-hmm. like uh, my favorite thing is monsters, yeah. We're, we're we're both like, go go review. Why aren't you reading it now? Yeah, stuff like that. In this year, I think it's just a little bit tighter contention, so it's a little bit more difficult to choose. But I ain't gonna sit on a fence. I'm no, mm-hmm. fen- I'm no fence sitter. I got to come down on one side or t'other. Yeah, I think I'm back in your player. Yeah, I think so. I think because all these, I mean, like. I could say, yeah, they all all these books do really interesting things, in and are very different from all from each other. Black Hammer is uh, a a Watchmen type retrospective kind of look on superhero books. Immortal Hulk is it. it I, I would if I have a second place, it's probably Immortal Hulk. Like yeah. that that book blindsided me. Like you talk about being surprised. Like I had no feeling. Like the Hulk, I liked. A long time ago, and but after a while, I just felt nothing about the Hulk. And this mm-hmm. book completely revitalizes the character, adds so much context and nuance to the character. And I, it, it, I loved. I recommend it to anyone who likes superhero comics. Um, why art for something that's relatively so short? It's very powerful. Yeah. It, it is a very emotional book. It really goes after the right things and it's poignant and beautiful. Yeah. Uh comic book story professional wrestling. I think if there is like a running theme on, on this year of of, <laughs> of aside from not even this podcast, it is me fully pulling Eric into the fandom of professional wrestling where he is now it's, it's been a slow burn. I've been is, excited about it for a while. He's this has just been a this has been a pretty exemplary year for wrestling. It has. And and I think well I mean it's the point where you're like you are you consume more wrestling than I do at this point, Eric. So it's you're you're the student has become the master. <laughs> but it 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 really eloquently explains why professional wrestling appeals to me so much. Mm. It includes so much of the history. It does a really good job of of making the history digestible and concise. It looks incredible. Uh it's it's I be remiss. We'd have to have some representation for professional wrestling in this award show because we talk about we've talked a lot a lot about wrestling even on this. Podcast. For me, it's my runner up. Just, really, just putting that out. Okay, there. all right. For all the reasons you just said, right? Guts, Randy Telgemeier, she only hits home runs. She's pretty tremendous. This is for for me. This is just not my favorite. No, Raina book, but I think. I don't know. It seemed like it was yours when we read it. Uh, it I'm surprised to hear you say no. I don't know if it's my favorite. I like it a lot. Mm. I don't think it's my favorite. I think Ghost is still my favorite. I think I just like the fact that it's a, it's a, f- a fiction book from her, where all yeah. these other things are nonfiction. And I, I don't know if that just appeals to me on a more fun, fun, fundamental level, but I still like it a lot. I still I think it's probably second. Mm. I, I like it more than Smile or Drama. Um mm. Upgrade Soul. I really liked Upgrade Soul, and I think about it a lot. Like I said, uh, as we've as the year has gone on, mm. it's one of those. It's like one of those weird books where I think about it a lot, 
about because the main theme of that book is very much like your bot you you and your body are inextricably linked together and the as you age the trauma you accrue on your body is your is a part of your character and you it's almost impossible to separate those things and trying to is crazy stuff happens um batman year one is as part of the canon uh but i think we touched on it when we recorded the episodes like it doesn't feel like frank miller wrote that comic book <laughs> uh and it's beautiful david mazzucchelli what can you say about david mazzucchelli it's really fucking good really gorgeous uh and we've already we've already gone on about the links of beauty of and our love for Daniel warren johnson murder falcon well it's not my favorite i still really yeah. like it's still really great um but check please i think if i'm gonna recommend any of these books to, to any one of these books to anyone i think check please is like i think the more and more we've talked about i think that's another thing that we've seen through this year I and mean, even last year too was more and more books that are slice of life mm -hmm. like peaceful like low conflict just kind of pleasant and i am more and more very happy to read them whenever we get the break mm. and especially when they're done as well as check pleases you know it's very much like oh it's yeah there's some conflict but it's mostly low stakes interpersonal stuff and it's mostly just hanging out with characters we really like on uh, funny jokes just kind of hanging out with buds hanging out with your shitty bud mm-hmm i bought a bitty keychain from ngozi when she was here that's precious yeah um so check please the nerdboy book club book of the year two handies one from each of us mm -hmm. one for each of you in a late addition to our award show, a new category, a new category just just added in. I take back everything I say about the three last categories being the the cream of the crop. Uh, the we have never read this category. It's I just made it up because mm -hmm. I it's the worst thing I've ever read. We read the boys. I don't, I don't think that's the case. The 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 ghost in the shell that we read is what is worse than this. It's not as long as this. It's not as long. Uh, I feel like the boys is more comprehensible. That's the. Oh, I don't care about that's any the, of that. That's the difference. I, the boys is definitely more offensive. I yes, I that's what that's what I'm I I I can I forgot everything that happened in that ghost in the shell book. I'm sure it mm -hmm. was it upset me at the time and it was incomprehensible. Uh, I still think about how angry the boys makes me, Eric, all the time now. It's a very bad comic book, and it's surprising someone I hold in the esteem that I hold Garth Ennis writing something that tremendously bad. I mean, I knew I had not reread it mm -hmm. in several years when we talked about it, but kind of I remembered a lot of things in it. And my memory of it kind of shifted from this is pretty interesting, but like edgelordy and offensive. And then I was like, oh, this is just really bad. And then we read it and it's somehow worse. <laughs> it, it it snuck around and got even worse behind my back. I mean, a book that is trying to be progressive, but is 
racist and sexist and just nasty, mean spirited, gross, just just bad. And 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 beyond that, like everything just falls apart at the end. Like it doesn't know what it's doing, what it's saying. It just it's just an old man rambling about everything and nothing. And someone just saying, wrap it up. You got to get to the end of this bullshit somehow. And the, the end of the boys is such a pile of sludge. So many problems. Yeah. It, it has so many problems. Not And like that's when you say, sure, it's more comprehensible, but the the end is it doesn't even wrap up what it's doing like i could sure it's offensive throughout the entire story and varies in whatever levels you want to you know it is racist it's sexist transphobic uh homophobic uh it does all those things uh and i don't think it does not offend in like i, I you said he wants to out preacher preacher that's what garth Ennis said um, Preacher made sense. Preacher was cohesive and in, in mostly there's a couple spots where it, it lulled for the most part and it was gross, but I feel like it never sunk down into it. It never fell into that murk and mire. It was it always understood it was only a part of the story. This is it seems to delight in that disgustingness and in that offensiveness and it's not any there's no there's no art in it. You know there's no art in just you know doing simple dumb offensive things that's not mm -hmm. artful uh you can't i don't like i people make that excuse all the time or try to but like i'm just saying something this is bold i'm like no it's lazy and stupid you're not this is not yeah. artful you're all you're doing is just saying things that bother people and seeing what happens to them they're gonna get angry it's not complicated there's, yeah there's no nuance to it uh the voice is terrible i'm angry that i'm sure the television show is better because it couldn't possibly be worse but I'm angry. I'm angry you got option because it just makes people more likely to read the comic book. Um, and I don't want I don't want that to happen. Never read the boys. That is my advice for you. It's terrible. No handy for the boys. Mm -hmm. Not happening. This is the anti handy. You get they get one taken away from them. <laughs> it's like a medieval punishment for stealing. Yes. <laughs> All right, on to our last categories, the, the, the two for uh, back into positivity and optimism, which is mostly this this, this show. Uh, first, Best Writer. Nominees Donny Cates, Al Ewing, Jonathan Hickman, Chip Zdarsky, and Tom King. <laughs> it, is, it is ironic uh, that we have decided to put uh, Zdarsky in a category for making something that we think is terrible and also for being a good writer. No, I, I mean, I, this is, I think this is largely like, I, Zdarsky has cemented himself as a, a good comic book writer. I think that's. He definitely is a good comic book creator. I mean, in, in, in all of his ventures, I, I think of him as a solid artist, mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, honestly, probably a better writer. That's, and I, I think that's the thing. Whenever you, when I, I, I. I don't know. It's. I think it's just been driven into me by a lot of you know times when artists writing themselves don't know what to do with it. You know, they they lose focus or it doesn't. This it does not cohesive story. But Zdarsky doesn't do that. Zdarsky throughout all this stuff that he's been writing this year and maybe the last year too, it's further further cementing. Like no, he 
has a firm grasp on character, on dialogue, on pacing, on tone. And as a writer, as an artist himself, I'm, it's probably makes him easier to work with with other artists. Um, Tom King, despite all the flack he's gotten for his Batman, he's still Tom King. Still love he's, Tom King. He's pretty good. Maybe some missteps. It happens. Again, yeah. when you're making that many comics, I think we say this, I try and say this a lot, is just, when you make a lot of anything, they're not all going to be great. It, it, it eventually, unless you're Daniel Ward Johnson. Uh, <laughs> I think pretty, no, pretty much any, any creator, I think you need to give them the space to experiment and fuck around and do things bad. Like, I will still, re- I will... I will still read Garth Ennis books and still think of him as a good person, a good creator. Um, I heard that, uh, uh, what was the book about the, the female troop of snipers? I can't remember. A friend of mine recommended it to me independently of knowing that we read it um, for the podcast. Uh, but I think we need to pick that up and read all of it. I think it's called Sarah, maybe, but probably the best thing he's ever written. But I mean, he still wrote the boys. He did. Can't I mean, erase I that. Think, I think maybe that's. It's like that thing. Like you have two wolves in you. <laughs> <laughs> don't let like Garth Ennis had the boys in him, and he had Sarah. Don't let and the one let, is way better. Don't let the wolf that likes the boys win. I think that's the. Don't feed it. Don't feed yep. that wolf. <laughs> don't feed the boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al Ewing with Immortal Hulk. As kind of it, it kind of put him on the map. Kind of, it's kind of a statement, basically. Like, hey, pay attention. I'm good. I'm good mm-hmm. at this. Uh, Donnie, we love Donnie Cates here. We liked every, we liked to loved almost everything he's written, uh, except for the death of the humans. <laughs> I would think that was the one exception. Uh, but he's done Venom this year. All the Carnage stuff. He's writing issue number one of Thor. His Thor comes out tomorrow uh as we're they recording this comes out new year's day i'm very excited to see what he does with thor um i but i mentioned all these names there's it does hickman Mm, i don't it's not elephant in the room the elephant in the room john hickman reinvigorating my love for the x-men like what else yeah i grew up loving the x-men who else I grew, else. grew up loving. We both grew up loving the X Men. You, that's like the thing you do when you're a teenage boy. You're like, oh, it's the X Men. They're fucking great. And then lately, for like the past five years, ten years, like even at the tail end of Bendis, basically after the, when they didn't send the original five back, <laughs> we we're it was just very like over and over again. New creative teams. It always ended the same thing. It's just kind of like, eh, this is fine. But it doesn't get me excited. It's fine. And then Hickman came this year and made me excited about the X-Men. Made me excited to read those comic books every single week. Every Wednesday. The, like, I I was like, I want to know what happens. That feeling doesn't happen to me very often anymore. And that's the thing I always, like, I'm searching for. In all these end-of-the-year podcasts we always do for the seventh time now. It's always the thing of, like, well, what got me excited? What were the things that made me go, oh, man, comic books are still great? Because reading lots of comic books every year get, can get tired of reading comic books once in a while. You're just like, I just want to take a break. I don't want to read comic books right now. <laughs> I just want to sleep or whatever. I just want to play Pokemon. But Hickman defied all those feelings. Those X-Men books are incredible. They're my favorite thing, not in superhero comics, in comics. Period. 
Bye. <laughs> you agree with me, Eric? I assume you do. Oh, no, of course. It's the far and away this year. Yeah, it's it's kind of not fair <laughs> for everyone else. Hickman's like the that you know that 12-year-old that's the size of a teenager on the football team on the mini and he's just like he's mm-hmm. you know he's he's the running back that he's 12 year olds he weighs 225 pounds and he just runs right through everyone knowing that everyone just falls off and it's not you know it's not their fault they just this this time it just at the, the, this moment so Goliath so Jonathan Hickman happily give you a handy for best writer and last our last category is best artist nominees are Daniel Warren Johnson uh, here let me try this Eric Massimo Milano, Leo, Max, Leonardo. I feel like you did pretty well there. Okay, good. You did. You, I don't think you needed to preface that with. I. It's a lot. With. It's, it's a little different than Daniel Warren Johnson. Uh, still got. There's still three names. Yeah, that's true. Joshua Casara, Pepe Larraz, R.B. Silva, and Tradmore. Um, I wanted to throw in the. I I added the duo of Pepe Larraz and R.B. Silva, who did the House of X and Powers of X books which always looked incredible. I think every single mm-hmm. week I was like, oh, it's clear these these this team worked really hard to make this as beautiful and perfect as possible. Tradmore is still Tradmore. Silver Surfer Black is still great. Uh, we should probably read it at some point for book club as a whole. Again, with the aforementioned Donnie Cates, uh, Joshua Bassar's X-Force. You've mentioned it already. How good that he how how good that book looks and how kind of unknown still Joshua Gasara is. I have a feeling that's not going to stay that way for very long because he certainly des- deserves more attention. I'm th- I, why did you add? Uh, why did you add Massimiliano, Leo, Max, Leonardo to the list, Eric? Because I absolutely adore it. I I feel like um, he's a bit of an unknown that uh, Joe Hill has found. His work personally excites me a lot, you know, in the way that, um, what is his name? David, uh, from Batman Year One. Mazzucchelli. David Mazzucchelli. Yeah. Similar to the way that his work really excites me. It just, I don't know. It's comforting and energizing at the same time. I, I love it tremendously. You, you, you're, you're in general a little, down on that book after issue two, but I still love it. I mean, it's still beautiful. I don't don't get yeah. me wrong. I just wanted you. To, I still think it's very good. I just wanted. I just wanted to hear you opine. That's okay. I love pines. I know. Uh my I I and I mean I think this. I mean I'm I am uh, biased. Mm-hmm. By uh, and it's only increased after this week, basically of reading finally reading Wonder Woman Dead Earth. Uh, my answer is my my award goes to Daniel Moore Johnson. I think for a second or third year in a row, uh, he's he's unparalleled as a storyteller. There's no one that's I can't. There's no one that's close to him to me. His work is beautiful and and powerful and clear. Like I think it's just we. I don't know if we talk about how like the ways in which it is so incredible. Like it it d- d- it delivers that emotion and that power in personal and small character moments, but also delivers incredible action and dynamicism. And it's all easy to read and impactful. And it does all those things all at the same time. 
Who's your pick? I mean, it might have been someone else before this Wonder Woman book came out. But, I mean, Daniel Warren Johnson's the goat. King of the Mountain. Yeah. King of the Hill, even. <laughs> yeah. That's another, that's a double, that's unanimous. I, I don't know if we, have we been unanimous for both writer and artist before? I'm sure we have. I, I imagine we have. It's, it feels like it's been a while, though. Mm -hmm. I think we differ time to time. But yeah, Daniel Moore Johnson's incredible. Applause to Daniel Moore Johnson. All these, everyone's mentioned, everyone we've mentioned in this, um, at least in the positive categories, are all incredible. And again, I think, I want to reiterate, I think I said it last year, it's, there's never been a better time to read comic books. Comic books have never been better as a whole. Like every time I want to think about that, I go like, well, how we're, what we're, like when we read something that came out in 2006 and we're like, this is fine. And then we look at what all the other stuff that came out in 2006 and we're like, oh, that's why this is considered great. It's because there was literally nothing else good. Mm -hmm. And this, and it just the fact that we, there's multiple books we didn't read, didn't have time to read throughout the year that were probably great, have gotten lauded, got a lot of critical attention. Just tells you like how deep, like think about, like look at just an average artist, like and an average comic book art has never been better. The talent level for an average comic artist today is through the roof. Um, Frankly, I think it's the writing that needs to catch up. I think artists are the art in general is just unparalleled, even on bat books. I don't think are that good. Well, I don't think the environment needed to the environment that creates so many amazing artists is not necessarily a positive one. Oh, that's true. I mean, I hear I, I, <laughs> I will. I can also explicitly say, hey, pay creators more. Mm -hmm. That's I, I mean, no one's listening to this is going to do anything about it, but creators should be yeah. paid more. I mean, they can nod their head. Yeah. You know, angrily. Right. Pay, pay, exasperated. Pay your artists more, frankly. They they are wrecking yeah. their they're wrecking their bodies for you. You should pay them more money. Um, find a way to pay, make it work. I don't know what to tell you. Um, any other reflections before we wrap it up, Eric? I don't think so. What a twenty nineteen. Don't read the boys. Don't read the boys. What a twenty nineteen. Um, the, we're we're about, about to end the year with some with style, flourish, and love, right? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see you all in 2020. Probably you, by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be 2020. But have a good, happy new year. See you next year. We are the Hands of Boys. Oh wait, oh wait, Eric, I forgot. That was such a good sign off. I'll just I'll just edit it. We have, to, it. we have to ruin it by plugging all our stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I forgot to say we were going to be reading more Berserk uh, on uh -huh. our next episode. I should say that um, we're going to be reading volumes four through fourteen for our next episode. We only read the very beginning on uh, the previous one, so we're going to do more. Obviously, you should read the first three volumes too if you're going to be reading all that. Um, so that's next time you're reading with us. We are the Hands Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsboyscomicshour.com. Find links to everything there to our Facebook which is facebook.com slash Hour, Twitter at HBC Hour, email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Like us, follow us, uh, subscribe, tell, give us a good review on Apple Podcasts. That stuff really helps. It helps us find new listeners. We really appreciate it. You can find me online at Robbie Dorman on Twitter, and my website is RobbieDorman.com, which has links to all of my stuff I either do, my other podcasts, and my books. 
You can buy my newest novel underneath uh, Paranoid Story of Frozen Terror set in Antarctica. It's good for fans of the thing and the terror. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? Well, you can see my portfolio at freewillunlimited.com and many of the things I get up to uh, on ericzgoodnight.com. That includes uh, all my services where uh, I'm known on and known as Easy Goodnight, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, all that good stuff. With that, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.